This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Today is one of those perfect days to... Can you hear me, Matt? Okay. Today is one of those perfect days to sleep in and have a pedicure, and that's exactly what I did today, and I'm going to tell you why I did that tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I'm Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. I'm the author of the book Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. I'm a researcher blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink and for the Huffington Post, clinician in Vancouver and North Vancouver, a TEDx speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, relationships, health, love, and your body. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. Just fearless, straight-up talk about sex. To those of you who have been victims of sexual abuse, I am with you always. You are never far from my thoughts. Tonight I'm going to talk about some of the ravages of sexual abuse and one group's way to try and help. Good evening, Matt. How are you? Yeah, a little tired today. How about you? You know, I'm good, but you know, to be honest with you, Matt, I can't hear you. I, I, the mic, the, the headphones don't seem to be on. Oh, you, can you hear me now? No. It's nope. not coming through. We have a little technical difficulty, but I can sort of hear you over the thing, so... Okay, it might just be the headphones then. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's fine. Uh, how are you? Yeah, good, good. <laughs> oh, good. Big day yesterday, hey? Big day. We had the big day at the um, Vancouver Women's Conference, and... Uh, oh, whoa, I just plugged something in, and Perfect. it worked. Yeah. <laughs> a little technologically challenged I am, <laughs> unless, of course, it has it vibrates. Uh, by the way, put the kids to bed. Uh uh, listener discretion is advised. We are going to be talking S-E-X tonight and a lot of other health subjects related to it. So thanks so much for coming out with me yesterday. And uh, I felt honored to be there. I was one of very few men there, and I felt like I got to listen to a conversation that I never would have heard anywhere else. We let you in on the coffee clutch, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, surprisingly enough, there were a lot of uh, fair bit of men there um and uh lots and lots of ladies and the premier came and uh, i think the crowd certainly there was certainly crowd love there for the for the premier just i was sorry i was really impressed with what she had to say and like i said earlier i'm not a fan and i didn't vote for her but i have a tremendous amount of respect for her and i really enjoyed listening to her speak yesterday absolutely and you know she's pretty down to earth and uh related very relatable and hilariously funny and anyway so that was great we had pamela martin of course and jody vance uh she's my new bff <laughs> i love her <laughs> we've known each other for 36 minutes but i think she's hilarious and it was great to hear about locker room talk from her that was amazing. Yeah, it was I great. I told my parents that afterwards when I got home, and they loved it. Yeah, yeah. She was so great. Good to hear that, and that uh, guy standing up for her, especially when somebody tried to be rude in the locker room. Good old Trevor Linden. I'm not surprised he would stand up for her. Nor am I. Anyway, and also um, we had talked about medical marijuana. We talked about a lot of subjects, and we're going to actually, I've invited everybody who was at the event yesterday to come onto the radio show and talk about that in the coming weeks, talk about their particular subjects or what they're passionate about. And Excellent. Get Kat and Nat back. They were a riot. They're hilarious, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah I'm so following good. them on Instagram now. Oh, are I you? watched a bunch of their videos last night before bed and Cat and Nat for moms like us. Okay, we're now starting to wonder about you, Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> they are funny. They are so funny. I flew them in from Toronto uh, for the event and uh, well worth it. 
yeah, so we also learned uh, quite a bit about medical marijuana and cannabis parties, cannabis dinner parties. I would sleep till noon if I went to a cannabis dinner party. But I, that was really interesting, actually. And, and there were some interesting questions from the crowd, in particular about um, why, um, you know, if how kids is it, could get their hands on it? Yeah, like how is it that you're, if you're trying to educate your children not to use drugs and then you have a cannabis dinner party, uh, you know, is it really different than having serving wine at a dinner party or nasty women drinks or something? But uh, Which were really tasty. They were, they were good, huh? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so what, what is the message there? What is the mixed message? And, then, and when I spoke to the ladies, Hillary Black and Andrea Dobb, they told me that, um, you know, because I said, you know, they said these, you know, moms are in the afternoon and they're with their kids and they're stressed by four o'clock and they've got to get the dinner and the homework and the, you know, we all know what that's like. And so there, there's a, a number of moms who are like t- having a few tokes in the afternoon and then they feel like they don't care what the house looks like. I said, they're going to put me out of business if they don't care what the house looks like. Then the women are going to start to have sex with their husbands. But anyway, uh, they're actually sitting down and they're playing with their kids and they're I said so are they high doing this and she said no they're euphoric so I mean it's all semantics right Uh, that's one way of looking at it but it's quite controversial and a lot of people were well informed and and happy to learn about it but uh you know there were a lot of different opinions on that yeah I remember there's one lady in the crowd who uh was asking a couple questions and was clearly not for it and she just wasn't she wasn't able to she just thought that if you're going to do this around your kids, there's nothing you can do to make sure that it's going to be 100% safe and they're not going to get their hands on it. Right. She wasn't, she was wasn't buying point. it. Like, what if you're high and then you put the leftovers in the fridge that night and then the kids have that for breakfast the next morning? And, you know, it's also difficult with medical mar- or cooking with cannabis. And we had, uh, of course, Mary Zilba and Fiona Forbes were there as well. Uh, and that's one aspect of what they do at Lady Pants Productions. But... Um, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, you don't know how much you should eat or, you know, there's, there's really no dosing around that. So so it's interesting. But I'm going to have the ladies on the show and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we are going to talk about a few other subjects related to yesterday's event, um, Spanx. You all, all wondered what, uh, do you wear Spanx? And what do you think of Spanx? They're also controversial. <laughs> do you even know what Spanx are? Uh, underwear? Hope on a hanger. Uh, yes, it's kind of like underwear. Okay. Not really. I'll tell you my story about Spanx. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's another controversial subject, believe it or not. When you wear Spanx, your flubber goes somewhere else, like hangs down your knees. Like Okay, just... I remember you talking about yesterday now. <laughs> yep. Anyway. And how comfortable they were. Oh, yeah. No, there's actually a new generation of them that are mu- quite a bit thinner. I never saw the appeal of them because I thought, well, they just add another layer to your clothing. So why would anybody wear that? But anyway was advised that I wear it by a friend who calls me. She calls herself my friend, but I say she's my harshest critic. I don't think she's a friend at all. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so she suggested I wear that. I would rather just, what you see is what you got with me. I mean, seriously, that's you, you saw me in, in true form yesterday. Yeah, you were fantastic. No. You were glowing on stage. <laughs> no, but you said I was different in... Uh, in person, kind of, than on the radio? Yeah, what, well, what I think it's you... because you had the audience to feed off of, right? So, I mean, normally you've just got me looking at you through a thick pane of glass. Okay, yeah. And yeah. so there's, I mean, you can get the reaction. So if we if we got, if we got could hear pe- the people's reaction on air, I'm sure it would be a little bit different. But Oh, perhaps, yes. I definitely know that I don't need uh, too many Nasty Women cocktails, and I definitely don't need the baking with cannabis either <laughs> because I'm already a little off to begin with but uh, uh, and you saw that in uh, real time yesterday 
Uh, so what else we can talk about tonight? We talked about, I had uh, a really good friend of mine and the top privacy lawyer in the city is Sarah Levine of Alliance Lex. And she is so funny, but she's so smart. And she was on the dating panel. We had matchmaking and dating panels as well. And uh, so she was there to tell everybody about the privacy issues and what you should and shouldn't put on Facebook and which dating um, groups you should join or dating apps or dating uh, matchmaking um, online sites. And, you know, she scared a number of people. Thank goodness for Nicole Talks Love because she was able to actually add some more of the romance into it and uh, uh, take some of the fright out of it. But there's a, been a large uh, data breach on Adult Friend Finder, and so we're going to talk about that tonight as well. Um, because people put things on online, and they don't even realize what they're putting online. Tonight we're also going to talk about uterine fibroids and Fibrostol, a new medication to help you at least wait uh, for your surgery and help with the pelvic pain and the pressure. Also going to talk about the initiative that I launched yesterday, the Women's Health Initiative Network. And that is a not-for-profit organization, national organization for these below-the-belt issues. The truth about sexual attraction. What's that about? And speaking of online data breaches, I don't know if this is an online data breach, but my credit card was compromised. And uh, so, you know, you check your credit card at the end of the month. And so I, I actually, I have this social media helper who is fantastic. So I just emailed him. What is this? But anyway, I found out that it was a porn site and um, poker um, Poker stars. <laughs> I don't do poker stars. <laughs> that definitely was not mine. But the the porn one could have been mine. But the fellow from the credit card company said, uh, "Did you give your credit card to anyone?" I'm like, "Yes, like a thousand times <laughs> last month." Oh, you're not supposed to do that. I meant with the purchases, all the purchases that I've had. But at least it stopped me from spending. Uh, having to cut that credit card off. That was good. But uh, you never know who, you know, it's easy to get your, you know, you have your privacy invaded. So, you know, you want to be very careful with what you put online. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're also going to talk about your emails. You've sent me a lot of emails that have incredibly great subjects, informative subjects. So you can give me a call about any one of the subjects that I am talking about. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I don't have any prizes to give out tonight. I had nothing left in me today, okay? I seriously, that is all I did. I got up, I was on the Jill Bennett show, and this morning at 6.34, every Sunday morning, time to check in with Maureen McGrath. And then I went back to bed, and then I think I got up like five hours later after a pot brownie. No, I'm kidding. And I... <laughs> I sleep like a rock. I tell you, it doesn't matter. Like I can sleep on a picket fence at two o'clock in the afternoon with a party around me and a, you know, volcano going off. Uh, But anyway, so I went back to bed for probably five or six hours. I have no idea. I got up. I had a cup of coffee. I went to get a pedicure. And then I went home and I and I just laid down again. And now I'm here to talk to you about sex. So I am awake, not to worry. And uh, still passionate about all of these subjects, and I want you to have a great sex life and you to have a great relationship. And I'm so glad that you are here with me tonight. So give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. When I come back, what should we talk about? I think we'll talk about Spanx. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. 
I didn't want to forget to mention uh, we had the Vancouver Women's Conference yesterday. It was the inaugural event. Uh, we were a little annoyed with uh, some angry old white guys calling us or saying that we could, that he could grab our you-know-whats. And uh, that is a criminal offense. So I just want you to know that. I didn't realize that. Anyway, so somebody grabs your anything, you can actually press charges. Uh, so that was also part of it. I, I did make a um, – it wasn't the reason that I had the – Vancouver Women's Conference. I just felt it was time for women to actually start supporting one another. And so one thing I said yesterday in order for us to do that, we can blame all the men in the world that we want to, but that's not going to help. We actually have to look at ourselves and reflect and make a few changes. And one of those changes was I think we need to stop gossiping. So everybody was astounded when I said that because everybody knows that everybody gossips. And you wouldn't believe how many people called me today to try to gossip with me today. And then they were saying, well, I'm not sure what gossip is anymore. Is this gossip? They wanted to tell me their observations or their perceptions about somebody. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, that's not very good. But this is not gossip. This is absolute truth. Carmen Cruz was amazing as the MC yesterday. Was she not? She was... Yeah, she's great, man. She she just kept throwing in jokes when I didn't think there would one come out. Oh, Everyone would erupt in laughter. Absolutely. She's got the driest sense of humor. She's organized. She's smart. She's efficient. She, you know, enraptures the crowd. She really captures their, captures their attention. And she's just been great to work with. So love Carmen Cruz. And uh, the crowd loved her as well. So it was great. Everybody, it was a big love-in yesterday. All yeah, the, it was all fantastic. Was yeah, a- they had talked about each other before they went to the event. But I put a stop to that. Um, so, But something that I noticed on... The night that uh, the new president or the president-elect was on stage with his acceptance speech was that he had Mike Pence and his son on stage. Just the three of them were in that camera shot. And I thought he didn't have his daughter, who actually had blazed the trails with him throughout the campaign, nor did he have his wife standing next to him, who had stayed home to raise the little guy. No, no. He had three white men. Well, one white boy and two angry old white guys giving a message to the world, I thought, in some way that only white boys and white angry old white men matter. Because uh, I think there's a whole generation in there, at least, or two, that uh, realize that that's not the case. You know, I think there are many people that are, I think by nature, humans are good and want to help one another and are accepting of everybody. So... Uh, I think those of us who are not sexist, racist, misogynistic, xenophobes, demagogues, we're in good company because we're with all the Muslims and the Latinos and the LGBTQI community. And just like I'm like everybody is everybody's invited to my parties anyway. So I, I just love people. And I just think only the truth is interesting as well. So uh, for me, it's uh, the world would be a much better place if we could all just kind of get along, work out our differences in a in a calm way, calm, cool, and collected. Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about Spanx, which is probably not the most interesting subject for you, but a lot of women out there might uh, like this subject and maybe have tried to squeeze their bodies into Spanx, giving a false perception <laughs> of the smoothness of your body. <laughs> it certainly doesn't make you look like you've lost any weight. That's for darn sure. It just makes everything look smooth, smoother, or whatever. Um, but the problem, well, uh, one friend of mine who had never worn a Spanx before, she said, my worry for Spanx would be, and she's somebody who has not, and she 
does say this. I hope you put the kids to bed. But she has not had sex with a guy in a, in a while. It's been a while for her. And she constantly reminds us of that. Uh, and so she said her biggest fear about wearing Spanx was, what if you met somebody? And especially when I proclaim to everyone, you should make love with the lights on. She's like, no, no, no. What if she met somebody unexpectedly and wanted to have make love with that person that night and she was trying to tear or peel, more like it, those spanks off? I said, when I tried it on in the store, I looked down, you know, when you try on bathing suits, there's a little paper pad on the, ba- you probably don't know this map, but there is a little paper pad uh, for women. And I looked down to see if the paper pad was there. Or if I needed to leave my own underwear on if I had some on that day. Anyway, no, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I looked down and there was no pad, but I did see a hole. So I said, oh, no, no, fear not. There's a hole uh, beneath. It should be actually clips. But nonetheless, it's a hole. And she said, fantastic. That's even better. You can have sex with Spanx on. So I'm here to tell you you can have sex with Spanx on. So that your body will feel really smooth. And some guys really like that sensation of fabric, Right. So, um, and it doesn't actually uh, cover the breasts either. You can put a bra on if you want. But um, anyway, so that's, uh, I needed uh, resuscitation by about three hours into wearing those Spanx. No, it wasn't that bad, actually. Uh, But it does feel different. Like, you don't feel like you're a normal body. And it was my friend who's my harshest critic who suggested that I wear them. And, And because, anyway, for whatever she observed... Uh, that I apparently wasn't smooth enough. But that was the other thing. Like, you know, she really need to tell me? And am I have such lo- do I have such low self-esteem that I had to listen to her? <laughs> Nonetheless, I wore them uh, or wore it and have it. But the thing is, the other thing is your, your chubbiness, whatever, your extra bits will like be just be pushed out somewhere. So you might look like you have shoulder pads on if it's pushed out that way, or you might look like you have really saggy knees if it's pushed out below. Just be your own self, be comfortable in your body. And actually, I think it's better to eat healthily and be trim. I I admit I have been eating a little bit like the Pillsbury Doughboy of late. And so uh, with the winter and I haven't, I've got to get back to swimming. But um, yeah, so when you're when you do that and you don't perhaps feel as great, or you maybe gain a few pounds, and you think Spanx might be the answer, I'm not getting any money from Spanx. I'm telling you, I'm, they're not promoting this. And the other one is Hope on a Hanger. I saw that, and I actually like that name better. Um, but they just didn't work as well for me as those Spanx did, and they come in all sorts of different ways. But you know what? The best thing is to eat healthily and exercise every day. And feel good in your own body, you know. And uh, so the reason my feet killed is because I had four or five inch heels on for 11 hours. I think that was a record. 11 hours that I had heels on yesterday. Yeah, I was saying when I when you first came in, I didn't <laughs> want to admit to you how much my feet hurt. And I was just wearing flats. So, Well, I came in hunter boots. Okay, so for the first, oh, here's the other thing. As I'm driving there with a friend of mine who I hired to help out. She said, tell everyone I'm your assistant, okay? And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. And so somebody said, so how long have you worked for Maureen? And I said, 20 minutes. (laughs) Anyway, I don't have an assistant. That's the bane of my existence. Everybody has an assistant except for me. Um, But that's okay. I can do it all myself like any other multitasking maniac. And I am just fine with that. Besides... Uh, they're expensive and they just don't quite do it. (laughs) No. Um, One day I'm going to get an assistant. 
Uh, in the, for the meantime, though, I just have to fake it, okay? But I don't want you to fake it. We're going to have real sex here tonight on the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We're going to go to break now. We're going to get into some serious stuff. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Global Sky Tracker weather. Tonight, rain at times heavy and windy. Temperature will stick around 10 degrees and tomorrow a chance of showers in the morning, then mostly cloudy temperature steady near 11. Tomorrow night, mainly cloudy with the chance of showers cooling down to 7 degrees. In Langley, is 10 degrees and cloudy outside CKNW Pacific Center is 10 degrees. CKNW Newstime 835. I'm Michelle Morton. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, registered nurse in the area of sexual health. Thank you for being here with me tonight. It's uh, The show would be nothing without you. I'd be nothing. No, that's another song. That's the wrong one. I want to sing <laughs> The Wind Beneath My Wings. That's the one I want, but I went to uh, Adele. Anyway, so I want to talk to you about the Women's Health Initiative Network. It's a national organization national not-for-profit organization to talk about the taboo subjects related to women's health, uterine health, specifically fibroids, vaginal health, specifically vaginal dryness and vaginal atrophy, sexual health, specifically sex, uh, actually desire, low desire, arousal issues, orgasm. How about that orgasm talk, Matt, huh? Hey, Hey, did the guys miss out on that one? That was good, wasn't it? I can't. I'm. I'm actually struggling to remember right now. Five hundred. Win- oh. <laughs> That's what happens. The brain shuts off at orgasm. Obviously, I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> I just had to leave the room. Five hundred women talking about their orgasms. You missed that? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to repeat what Ted happened. It's on the film. It'll be. I can't it is, believe it'll you be missed on the it. Because I was like, whoa! Total disclosure here. You don't remember my saying? No, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay, yeah, now I remember, remember now. Okay, don't say it. Okay, but nonetheless, so that's sexual health. And then bladder health, my famous statement, leaking urine is never normal. A lot of women and men, no, men don't really think it's normal, but women do. Women are like, have a baby, leak urine. And it's like, I'm supposed to jump on a trampoline after I have kids and then leak urine. No, that's not supposed to happen. Either one of those things, for that matter. Um, So leaking urine is never normal. So it's about bladder health, sexual health, vaginal health, and uterine health. It's a registered not-for-profit charitable organization that exists for the enhancement of women's health to provide awareness, policy change, influence patient engagement, and lead consumer research to ultimately empower women in their health. Because a lot of women don't realize that there are treatments for all of these issues, that there are different options that they can try. Uh, So there's um, lots to learn there. I had, after that Vancouver Women's Conference, I'll stop talking about it soon, a lot of women today, this is going to be a uh, probably a multi-million women's march on Washington, D.C., the day after the inauguration, so uh, January 21st, and a lot of women are interested in having a march here. M- many cities around the U.S. and Canada will be having some sister marches, so they were saying, Maureen, would you lead the march <laughs> on this? I'm like, just let me get a pedicure first (laughs) and have a nap. Then I'll think about it. But I did start the application process. (laughs) As I said, maniacal multitasker. Uh, So I want to talk to you about uterine fibroids, which affect upwards of 80% of women during the childbearing years. They are non-cancerous growths of the uterus that, as I said, generally appear between the ages of 30 and 50. 
They are otherwise known as myomas. They are not associated with an increased risk of uterine cancer and almost never develop into cancer. They range in size from a tiny little seedling type of undetectable by the human eye bit to bulky masses that may distort and enlarge the uterus. You may have one fibroid or you may have multiple fibroids. In extreme cases, multiple fibroids may expand the uterus so much so that it can push your uterus toward the rib cage and women can have pain near the rib cage. Most women will, or many women, will have fibroids in their lifetime, but they won't even realize they have fibroids because they have no symptoms. But some women do have symptoms, and one of the most common symptoms is heavy menstrual bleeding or menstrual periods that are lasting more than a week. And these symptoms are influenced, of course, by the location of the fibroid, the size of the fibroid, and the number of fibroids that a woman may have. A woman, depending on the size, a woman may feel significant pelvic pressure or pain. She may experience frequent urination. She may also get a little obstruction from the fibroid, and so she may have incomplete bladder emptying. No bladder empties entirely. Let me tell you, there's always about 100 to 150 cc's, depending on how much you've voided left and how much you've had to drink uh, left in your bladder. Uh, So, but this is uh, significant. So we would be over that 125, 150 cc's of urine left in the bladder. You may also experience constipation and you may get backache or leg pains, but it's uh, really a good idea to see your doctor about this if you have any of those symptoms, because it can be something else. It may not necessarily be a fibroid, but rarely a fibroid can cause acute pain when it outgrows the blood supply and begins to die. So uh, you want to go to see your doctor if you have that pelvic pain that doesn't go away. You have overly heavy or prolonged or painful periods. You have spotting or bleeding between periods or, again, that difficulty emptying your bladder. The reasons for fibroids are a few. You can have genetic changes. Many fibroids contain changes in the genes that differ from those in the normal uterine muscle cells. So it's just a a bit of a different gene or hormones. They're driven by estrogen and progesterone, the two hormones that stimulate the development of the uterine lining during each menstrual cycle in preparation for your pregnancy will may, I should say, may uh, or appear to promote the growth of fibroids. Fibroids actually contain more estrogen and progesterone receptors than normal uterine muscle cells do. And fibroids tend to shrink in women after menopause because of the decrease, the concomitant reduction in hormone production. So there's a decrease as fluctuating hormones in the perimenopausal years, the years leading up to menopause, and then a reduction in the sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone after menopause or at menopause and beyond. There are some other growth factors, substances that help the body maintain tissue, such as insulin-like growth factor, also may impact fibroid growth. Uh, There's thought that it's a result from a stem cell in the smooth muscular tissue of the uterus. So there's lots of things going on in the uterus. 
Uh, the growth pattern of uterine fibroids may vary. They may grow quickly or they may grow very slowly or they may, in fact, remain the same size. They may grow through some growth spurts or shrink on their own. So you may have some fluctuating symptoms as well. Many fibroids that are present during pregnancy and they can be, preg- uh, be present during pregnancy shrink or disappear after the pregnancy, especially as the uterus reverts to its normal size. So uh, you may get this, uh, you're at risk for it. For hereditary reasons, if your mother or sister had fibroids or at increased risk of developing them, uh, race has um, contributes to this. Black women are more likely to have fibroids than women of other racial groups. And also black women have, have a tendency to have fibroids at younger ages, and they are also have a tendency to have larger fibroids. And, of course, environmental factors, the onset of menstruation at an early age or use of birth control, uh, obesity... A lot of women are a little on the obese side. I could head that way, but I've got my Spanx, and so that taught me a big lesson. Uh, so uh, do not eat like that you did this last week. Uh, a vitamin D deficiency, and a lot of people are deficient in vitamin D. All the more reason to uh, take your vitamin D tablets. Having a diet high in red meat and lower in green vegetables may also contribute. Fruit and dairy may contribute. Having a hot diet high in fruit and dairy consumption, of course, alcohol always causes a problem, and that may contri- contribute to uh, fibroids, uterine fibroids, and Beer also, I just want to make that known, that beer appears to increase your risk of developing fibers. Not a lot of female beer drinkers out there. They're more more so wine drinkers, but that'll do it too. Uh, they're not dangerous, but they can cause discomfort. If you're bleeding excessively, you may become anemic, but it takes a while because you'd be quite surprised at... Uh, how much vaginal bleeding, because it mixes with all of the other secretions that come out of your vagina as well. Uh, as I said, the vagina is like a self-cleaning oven, so that mixed with the fibroid, the bleeding from the fibroid may appear that it's a lot more. It's diagnosed by ultrasound, and there are also some lab tests that may be ordered, like a CBC, and that will determine if you have anemia because of chronic blood loss. Um, they may also want to rule out thyroid issues as well. An MRI may diagnose or tell you the size and location of the fibroid. Uh, and there are other sonograms and salpingography is another test that, or a hysteroscopy, um, which uses a light to go in and take a look uh, through your cervix into your uterus. So the, the treatments are, are varied, and up until now, it's been... Um, watchful waiting or a hysterectomy. There are some medications that can be used as well. Um, And there's a new medication uh, that is called Fibrostol. And so you might want to ask your doctor about that, especially if you're a working mom and you've got uh, fibros and you're on a wait list to have a hysterectomy, if that is the the choice. Um, We also have a website, uh, I mean, sorry, a survey on the website. If you've ever had fibros, I'd love you to fill out the survey. It's called the website is whin.ca, and it, there's a Take the Survey button up at the top. Uh, so I'd love you to take the survey if you've ever had um, uh, if you've ever had fi- if you've ever had fibroids or you have them now, and what the treatment has been, uh, and what worked for you, and what was your best treatment. So we just want to learn about uh, what what people are choosing out there. If they're choosing traditional surgical procedures, what worked, what didn't work. Uh, you know, if you if it impacted your uh, fertility, 
um, yeah, so there's lots of things that we're, we're always searching for so that we can provide the best health care out there. So when I come back, we're going to talk about maybe sexual attraction. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. Thanks for being here with me on this rainy, blustery evening uh, where hopefully you are all wrapped up in your lover lying there listening to radio. How does that sound? Not bad. Pretty good, huh, Matt? Here we are. Bed sounds amazing right now. (laughs) Bed sounds amazing. Get home, cuddle up with my dog. (laughs) Wow, yes, I cannot wait. (laughs) Crank up the heat. (laughs) Um, Yes, it's uh, what turns you on. I didn't ask you that, Matt. Don't answer that. Um, But sexual attraction, (laughs) sexual attraction. People, they say, I like them tall, I like them thin, and I like them blonde. They can say that about men or women or they or anybody. You know, that seems to be a popular one, right? Um, you know, you re- rarely hear people saying, I like really short ones and really heavy. <laughs> they like the dark hair, though, you know, that, that as well. But uh, not, but, or you can say, I want somebody that fits this description. And then somebody else comes along and you think, are just not what I'd envisioned or what I'd wanted, and yet you're wildly sexually attracted to them. And you're not just going to be sexually attracted to one person over a lifetime. That's just not going to happen. you got to be disciplined if you're married. you got to stay or in a relationship. You have to be disciplined about that attraction for someone else should it come along. And you need to decide if you make a conscious decision, if you possibly can, because when the arousal strikes, it's really difficult for the brain to work at the same time. So, but you can have problems in your relationship if you act on every single person that you are sexually attracted to. So you have to be very careful about that. But the other thing is we look at couples and we think, how did they ever get together. Come on, you're shallow like me. You you must say, you just can't imagine. There was a Saturday Night Live skit recently. <laughs> love Saturday Night Live. And I love um I love the uh Hallelujah uh Leonard Cohen uh with Kate McKinnon's version of playing on the piano and singing. I'm totally jealous. Uh on Saturday Night Live, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Uh, I've completely lost my train of thought there. But um, what was I talking about? <laughs> How did I get there? Oh, yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yes, yes. So they had a skit a couple of weeks ago. And they were, uh, see, envy is never good. Jealousy is never good. They had, they were interviewing a couple in Florida. And they, who was, there was an, it was a tornado or a storm or something, a hurricane. And so they said we're, they weren't a They didn't think they were a couple. They said, we're interviewing these two people who have survived the hurricane. Did you see this, Matt? And uh, it was hilarious. And so this beautiful woman, and I actually can't even remember what the guy looked like, but apparently he wasn't attractive and quite overweight, and you would just never picture the two together. And, and so when the, the interviewer found out that they were a couple, he was just gobsmacked, and he was just like, you're married? You're kidding me. And and then he said to the woman, you must, you know, he must be really rich. And the guy said, 
no, she's the breadwinner of the couple. And so he was really even more surprised um, at that. But it was a great scene. I'm not giving it uh, the justice it deserved. But it's what we all think. We're all just like, how are you with her? How are you with him? How come he's with her? She's such a a biatch, right? And um, Or then how's she with him, you know? Uh, he's whatever. He hasn't worked in four years or he's, um, you know, got that added gut or whatever. That's a problem, you guys. You know, you can't get that gut as you age because a lot of women get turned off by that. I heard that a long time ago by this one uh, nurse that I had worked with, and she said um, that her husband, who I thought they were like, you know, they were like crazy about each other. This is when I used to think that married couples were all... um, slap happy and uh they're not and so she said you know i'm just not attracted to his gut and you know he's just gotten you know he doesn't take care of himself physically and so she said you know sex is a problem and and sex is uh i've learned most of um my uh what i know about sex from my friends another friend of mine she had a beautiful engagement ring and i said i love your engagement ring and she said do you want it (laughs) You can have it. She said, I haven't had sex with him for eight years. I'm like, what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) And he actually had low sexual desire. So uh, that can happen, as we heard at the Vancouver Women's Conference. So we all certainly do wonder about sexual attraction. And we all have an idea in our heads about who we want to have sex with. And then somebody comes along and you're just like, oh, I never ever thought that I would land up in the sack with you, but I'm wildly attracted to you or I'm thinking about about that. So um, anyway, we're going to go uh, to break. And when I come back, or probably at the top of the, I'm going to tell you what's coming up in the in the next hour. So hopefully you'll stay with me. But uh, I'm going to tell you about a research study that has delved a little bit deeper into this whole sexual attraction thing. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Think that I would change. Everybody should sing that song to their lover, right? You know, it's not really about the other person. It's about yourself and about what you bring to the relationship and what you expect in the relationship. And and the relationship is going to change over time. And at the beginning, it's always great. And generally, the desire between two people is similar. I want to have sex all the time. Sex is a big issue in relationships. I'm telling you, I know this to be true. Close to 800,000 people have now watched my TEDx talk on the no sex marriage and great comments, amazing comments. I love reading the comments and chatting back and forth with the people, not not arguing with them, reporting them when they have been harassing in any way. Not too many, only about four or five. Um, but uh, it's a big issue and it's really about, you know, not did you write, marry the right person necessarily or not are you in the um, relationship with the right person, but it's about are you bringing the right person to that relationship? Are you bringing the right person to the marriage? Are you expecting? What is, what is your expectation? What is, you know, how do you deal with conflict? How do you deal with rejection? Because there are going to be times when when you feel as though you've been rejected or excluded, how do you feel about sharing or, you know, your ideas about men or women or they or, or whomever? Uh, how do you feel about exploration? How do you feel about your own sexuality? How do you have you processed the issues in your life? Because that will go to your relationship as well or that will impact your relationship as well. When I come back, we're going to talk about lots of subjects, sexual attraction, also about the 300 million adult friend finder accounts that have been 
um, breached. Uh, Sarah Levine, Alexis Alliance Lex, top privacy lawyer in the city, is joining me, and we're also going to be talking about uh, that uh, that uh, what we can do about childhood sexual abuse. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.